the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters, consciously aware, consciously driven, purpose-driven, value-centered, character-considered. That's who we are, and when you know who you are, then what to do is much simpler. And so welcome to your hour of power. Welcome to the the spot in time on the radio station where we work on the one person we have absolute control over, and that is ourselves. Where we understand that the one organ in our body that does not have a timestamp, that does not have a deterioration factor built in, is our brain. But we understand atrophy, don't we? Trust me, and when I look in the mirror every day as a 57-year-old man, I understand the concept of atrophy, right? Uh, I used to have a pretty uh, powerful chest. Uh, then I got all about man boobs, and now I'm losing my man boobs and realize I got no boobs. <laughs> Where I used to have muscle, there's just uh, sag. So atrophy, right? If you don't use it, you lose it, right? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about core values, core principles. In other words, uh, what's your standard? Let's question ourselves today. What is your standard? What is your desired outcome? Are there rules in your life that are cornerstones of your activity? These are important questions because these standards, these principles, these values are the drivers for everything else in your life. Remember, by the time a child is five years old, uh, Dr. Alfred Adler says that the majority of their map of reality is in place. Why does that matter? Because as a five-year-old kid, how much do you know? But yet you're out there being a meaning maker. You're connecting dots, if A, then B. Why, Daddy? Why, Daddy, did they say that? Why, Dad, did they do that? Why, Daddy, did he do that to her? Why, Daddy, did she do that to him? Why, Daddy, did this happen to me? We're little meaning makers. If A, then B. Those are belief systems. And here's the problem. Oh, I don't know if it's a problem. Here's the reality. How about that? That everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. I'll say it again in case you missed it. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And in 30 years of going deep with people, I realize most people don't know what they believe. And I think we're at a crisis of belief in this country. 
uh, existential crisis, if you will. America's lost who we are. We have no borders. We have no rights and freedoms anymore. We used to, when I grew up, it was like, you can't tell me what to say. I live in America. America! Now you can tell me what to say. You can ban me from Facebook. You can call me a hate speech. You can call me a racist if I say something you don't like that has nothing to do with race at all. You can call me homophobic because I believe in Jesus. You can call me all kinds of things. It doesn't matter what you call me. You don't know me. You don't define me. So I tell the people I I counsel, other people don't define you. God defines you. Your actions define you. That's how you're defined. No one else can define you. I don't care what you think about me. God is my judge. It is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And that's why when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, when you know where you're going, when you know who's, that's possessive, who's, when you know who's you are, then things change. And that's what we want to talk about today. Principles. Values. I want to discuss founding principles. Because, boy, we have a lot of heroes in today's world, right? Lots of heroes. So many heroes. And yet people who say they're one thing but run as something different. And the perfect example uh, is uh, this Georgia thing. You got Warnock and you got Walker. Now, people insult this black man, Herschel Walker, for being the worst candidate ever. And yet you have John Fetterman, who's now becoming president of the United States in Pennsylvania. But, but Herschel Walker, a black man who won the, uh, the Heisman Trophy, who's run businesses, who's employed, who's lost businesses, who's made mistakes, who walks after God, who's a flawed man, who's done things in his past that he's not proud of, just like I have and just like you have. And then all of a sudden there's this Ralph Warnock, this godly man. Oh my gosh, he, he's not a godly man at all. He doesn't even believe you need the blood of Christ to be saved. He believes abortion on demand, no limits to abortion. He believes that God makes mistakes. That it's okay for a five and six year old kid to be counseled to have a sex change operation. Because God doesn't know what he's doing. But this man is running as a man of God. And this is not political. This is just logical, people. Here's an article today, Fox News. Quote, Warnock, who has used his campaign to illustrate the spiritual life of the Christian. Now, he represents today's Christian of this world. Absolutely. Not saved. Lost. Many will say, Lord, Lord. They'll say, I never knew you. Be gone from me, you worker of iniquity. He's separating sheep and goats. And Ralph Warnock is not a sheep. He's a goat. Spiritual life of Christians and thematically connecting his political fight to civil rights movement of abolition, the spread of the gospel in the first century, and the exodus of Israelites from Egypt. This is what this man is preaching to his congregation, that he's Jesus himself going through the same struggles. During his November 13th Sunday message, Warnock said he believes he was for... He was for Senate by the unction of spirit. God brought in the Senate, and it's because he's serving God that he's in the Senate. Can you believe this? He condemned those who attacked the church of Jesus Christ, particularly Ebenezer. In other words, because his church is kicking out people that can't pay their rent, and because his church is violating their 501c3 and promoting the Democratic Party values, if you say something about that, you're attacking the, quote, church of Jesus Christ. And, of course, Martin Luther King used to preach there, so now you can say, look what you're doing to Martin Luther King. 
Stunning. Attacks on Ebenezer Warnock said were akin to attacking Christianity itself. Isn't that amazing? In fact, Warnock argued the civil rights and this and this, the social justice movement, which has nothing to do with Christianity, it's anti-Christian. The social justice movement Ebenezer was a part of, you ready for this? It saved Christianity itself. Can you believe that? He said, quote, we converted the Christianity that was given to us and saved not just black people, but the whole religion and America itself from itself. Wow. Can you believe that? Warnock saved Christianity, everybody, by telling you that you don't have to listen to Jesus, that you don't need the blood of Christ, that you can get a, kill babies whenever you want, and that you can make whatever adjustments to God's mistake you want. That's the guy who's leading the spiritual movement in Georgia and America. See, it's about having courage versus strength. See, it takes strength to be firm, but it takes courage to be gentle. It takes strength to conquer, but it takes courage to surrender. It takes strength to be certain. It takes courage to have doubt. It takes strength to fit in. It takes courage to stand out. It takes strength to feel a friend's pain. It takes courage to feel your own pain. It takes strength to endure abuse, but it takes courage to stop it. It takes strength to stand alone. It takes courage to lean on another. It takes strength to love. It takes courage to be loved. It takes strength to survive. It takes courage to live. And you know, I'm an etymologist. And by definition, there must be one thing present in order for you to have courage, and that is called fear. Fear. Outside your comfort zone is where you'll always find fear. It's fear's address right outside your comfort zone. And so if you're going to live in principle values, if you're going to live a life that matters, if you're going to have a standard in today's world, you're going to face fear. Good. Because it takes courage. What the world needs today is courage. What our children need today is men and women of courage. What our spouses need today is men and women of courage. What this country needs is people who are willing to stand up and speak truth to the lie that has become some perva so pervasive that they'll throw you in Facebook, Facebook jail if you don't buy in the lie. Today, we're talking about principle-centered leadership. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. 
Salem News Channel. Not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and man, I'm looking forward to getting down to the Twin Cities, or up to the Twin Cities, I should say. So I'll be heading out uh, tomorrow and uh, driving up to Minneapolis, looking forward to spending a couple weeks in Minneapolis. Uh, We'll be in our final class of the year. Uh, We got a class, I think it'll be 14 of us in that room. Uh, December 8th through 10th, and uh, graduation is on Saturday the 10th at 3.30. Uh, <clears throat> it is open to the general public, so we'd love for you to join us. Just go to likeitmatters.net, 3.30, <clears throat> come up if you do show up. Come up, introduce yourself, tell me you're a listener, love to give you a hug or a handshake, whatever you prefer, uh, but uh, if you want to be inspired, uh, you can come to class, but it's closed, you'll have to wait till next year, and you can go to likeitmatters.net to read about that. Uh, but uh, if you do come to graduation, you will be inspired. Uh, you will see uh, lives change in 40 hours that most people think impossible. You know why? Because that class is a set of standards. A class has foundational principles. I create an environment, an environment of 100% honesty, where each person will have to take a 100% honest look at themselves. And sometimes that'll hurt, and it'll knock them on their butt. And they can stay down and feel sorry for themselves, or they can pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit again. And if they really want to play big, it's probably going to knock them down again. And they get to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit again and again and again. And we call that courage. Courage. And by definition, courage requires the presence of fear. See, that's why I ended the last break where, you know, I I, I need to get back to the gym because my strength has been depleted. Uh, I lost, uh, you know, 70-some pounds, and then um, I had some teeth problems over the last month, November, and so I've kind of eaten normal again, if you will, candies and sweets and junks and soft stuff and cereals and, and all that, and uh, I'll probably put on 10, 15 pounds. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm getting back focused, but... One thing I realize is uh, even when I lose weight now, I don't have the muscle I used to have. 
And so I got to get my butt back to the gym. So I've noticed <clears throat> I don't have a lot of physical strength. But I'm going to be honest with you, I live a life of courage. See, strength and courage are different. And even when you're using strength in a metaphorical sense, not a physical, um, temporal sense, there is a difference between courage and strength. And that's why I shared that saying, I don't know who wrote it, but so good, courage versus strength. And here's one thing I learned about courage a long time ago. By definition, I'm an etymologist, that you must have fear to be courageous. And so why do I bring that up? Because there are three zones in our life. We have this zone called comfort. That's where things go to die. You know that. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our relationship with God dies in our comfort zone. Our democracy dies in its comfort zone. If you look up the Titler cycle, just Google it when you get a chance. T-Y-T-L-E-R, Titler cycle. A Scottish uh, historian, I think, something like that. And he basically tracked out that all democracies have about a 200-year lifespan. Where it's a eight or nine step process where you go from uh, from uh, jail where you're basically bondage, and you go all the way back to bondage. Oh, through there though you go to freedom, you go through all this just like America did. But then, as uh, I think it was Jefferson said, when you can learn how to use the public treasury to buy votes, your republic is over, your democracy is over. And you saw that with the student loan program where gonna, he's going to pay off. 20,000 so they got all the kids to vote for him. And even though they knew it wasn't legal, it wasn't going to stand. And then they scared everybody, made everybody think, oh, my gosh, the democracy is under attack if the Republicans win. And we're all saying, what are you doing? That's gonna, you're going to lose this election. You're scaring people. And guess what? They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that young people are driven by fear. They knew that young people now have made God the government. They don't longer go to church. Look it up. People don't go to church anymore. Little kids don't go to church. Kids don't, aren't interested in God. They want to be taken care of. So it's the God of the government, the God of the Democratic Party, the God of the world is government. You, don't, you know that, right? You're only allowed one God. God says, have no other gods before me. And so by being Democrat, by making the God uh, government, you're, uh, you're an apostate. You can't. I mean, I'm just telling you, this is a, I'm not picking on you. It's not opinion here. I'm telling you biblical facts. Remember, the truth will set you free, as John and I were talking about. But first, it's going to make you miserable. That's why you got to have a principle-centered life. It's just like today, the people that we make idols. We idolize John Fetterman. Now he should be president. This guy's a loser before he had a stroke. And I feel bad at the stroke and all that. The guy's a criminal. He's a, a slug. He's a sluggard. He's lived off mom and dad, never had life, believes in letting killers go free. Abortion on demand. That's what Warnock said. Warnock's out there praising, vote for me. Look at what I do for you on abortion. You can get your abortions if you vote for Warnock, who's supposed to be the leader of the largest black church in Georgia for Christians, supposedly. So I was looking at this, and look at our founding fathers. You know, today we attack our founding fathers, but we elevate people uh, like Buttigieg and Biden uh, and these transgender, that, that woman who's really a man, who woman of the year, she's an admiral, but she's never been in the military, but she was the woman of the year, and she's uh, a man, right? It's just crazy. But yet we mock the founding fathers. And yet if you do a study, study what happened to the founding fathers. I think there are 53 of them. They lost everything. They gave everything. About a week ago, I read an article by David Boaz uh, called The Man Who Would Not Be King. Let me remind you of a couple of things that said about General Washington. What values did Washington's character express? He was a farmer, a businessman, an enthusiast for commerce, 
As a man of enlightenment, he was deeply interested in scientific farming. His letters on running Mount Vernon are longer than letters on running the government. He was also liberal, a tolerant man. That's what you liberal used to mean, tolerant. Isn't <laughs> amazing? Now it's the opposite. Look how we redo words. In a famous letter to the Jewish congregation in Newport, Rhode Island, he held the, quote, liberal policy of the United States on religious freedom as worthy of emulation by other countries. And most notably, he held Republican values. That is, he believed in a republic of free citizens with a government based on consent and established to protect the rights of life, liberty, and property. Did you hear that? Not abortion, not homosexual agenda, not all this other stuff. But these are the foundings. George Washington, the father of our country, the guy who led the war, the guy who would be king but wouldn't let them make him king, with a government based on consent and established to protect the rights of life, liberty, and property. From his Republican values, Washington derived the abhorrence of kingship even for himself. The writer Gary Wills called him a virtuoso of resignations. He gave up power not once but twice. At the end of the Revolutionary War, when he resigned his military commission and returned to Mount Vernon, Vernon, and again at the end of his second term as president, when he refused entreaties to seek a third term. In doing so, he set a standard for American presidents that lasted until FDR, whose taste for power was stronger than 150 years of precedent left by Washington. Give the last word to Washington's great adversary, King George III. The king asked his American painter, Benjamin West, what Washington would do after winning independence. And West replied, they say he'll return to his farm. If he does that, the incredulous monarch said, he will be the greatest man in the world. Boy, isn't it amazing how we change the meaning of men? Isn't it amazing today how men don't matter? Isn't it amazing today... And even James Cameron, right, the the Titanic author, remember, uh, straight, uh, what is it, Lies, uh, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, said that he has now healed himself from toxic masculinity, that everybody must grow out of their masculinity, that it's a disease that's toxic. Why does that matter? Because let me tell you the lack of masculine leadership. In 1960, a little more than 5.5 million children lived single family households. And this was now in the year 2000, 40 years later, 22 million. Almost every social ill in society is related to breakdown of family and absence of masculine leadership. Fatherless children are up to 200% more likely to have emotional behavioral issues. 68% more likely to use drugs and alcohol. Far more likely to become sexually active at a younger age. Three times more likely to commit a violent crime. 63% of teenagers who attempt suicide are from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway kids are from fatherless homes. 80% of all youth in prisoners, fatherless homes. And then yet Nick Cannon just celebrates the birth of his 12th child to what, six different women. Majority of black children grow up in fatherless homes where the man in the home is not their biological father. And men, white families are catching up. Hispanic families are catching up. Asian families are still lagging way far behind, but they're catching up too. And, the, and these are all negative catch-ups, not good catch-ups. And see, what we've lost is principles. We've lost, and yet our founding fathers, you know, Thomas Jefferson came across these 10 rules of life. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Never trouble another for what you can do yourself. Never spend your money before you have it. Never buy what you need, what you do not want, because it's cheap. It will never be dear to you. 
Pride costs us more than hunger, thirst, and cold. Never repent of having eaten too little. Nothing is troublesome that we do willingly. Don't let the evils which have never happened cost you pain. Always take things by their smooth handle. When angry, count to 10 before you speak. If very angry, count to 100. Now that seems silly to some of you. But here's Thomas Jefferson, one of the great, um, um, man, historical figures in American history. And I would say in all of history. His life was based on 10 rules, 10 principles, 10 values. You might like him or dislike him. You might think him silly or not. But you know Thomas Jefferson is known throughout the world studied when American democracy is studied, when the founding of the great republic is studied. It is Thomas Jefferson who is studied and the way he did relations across cultures, across nations, how he founded a nation. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going back to the basics, man. Principled center leadership. What drives you? What principles have you built your life upon? And if you haven't, Stay tuned, because after the break, let us help you do that. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. This radio station is free to listen to. There's a new bill in Congress that could force local radio to pay even more for playing the music owned by foreign record labels. If they have their way, it could stop the music, talk, and information. Please text the word LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio. This message furnished by Salem Media Group of Tampa and Sarasota and the NAB. Get that Black Shack attack, Black Shack barbecue. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. 
A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I'm glad you asked. Why, where would you go to find out about my transformational leadership training? Well, John, tell him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you. You go to likeitmatters.net, uh, and the good news, by the way, is uh, you sign up for a class for uh, next year. I got a class in January. I got classes through uh, April on the schedule. And Leadership Adventure, those of you who've been through Leadership Awakening, I've got two classes in the first quarter uh, scheduled. So get your butt on likeitmatters.net. And the good news is you can save 500 bucks because uh, starting uh, December 31st, uh, our price will go from 19.95 for our classes to 24.95. I have I have not raised classes prices in decades, uh, and I was in a class in Vegas. I did a class. I had 12 people in it. My old company that I learned this from 20 some years ago, uh, who doesn't even do close to what I do, had 38 people in class. Uh, they charged 3,500 dollars for a class. That's half of what I do. Uh, it's like elementary compared to what I do. And uh, and thirty five hundred thirty eight people, uh, I think it was over a hundred thousand dollars in that forty eight hours they gained, and I had I think twelve, and of which six people I gifted, so they didn't pay me a penny because they didn't have the money. So uh, yeah, it's uh, my class has been uh, far underpriced for a long time, but uh, I've resisted. But now with costs what they are, it is so twenty four ninety five is the new price goes up beginning of the year. So if you want to save five hundred bucks, you want to change your life. Uh, and it ties into what we're talking about. Go to likeitmatters.net. Because today we're talking about founding principles. See, when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot easier. If you can live your life like it matters, then you have to have principles. There need to be core values. And see, that's why our founding fathers, that's why the documents we have, the the Constitution, the, the Declaration of Independence, the, they all stem from the Magna Carta, the Bill of Rights. That's the way the Founding Fathers were to allow to put the core values uh, and make them law, if you will. They were principle-centered. They were value-driven. Uh, our, our Founding Fathers, I've studied them, were creatures of careful character who demonstrated values and principles and standards. And, and I've shared with you, those of you that, that listen to me on the radio on a regular basis, whether you like it or not, we don't have to agree on everything. I tell you what my standard is. My standard is the Bible, the Word of God. My good friend Dave uh, there in Minneapolis, his standard is the Boy Scout motto, <laughs> to always be prepared. There's nothing wrong with that. He's kind of got one foot in Christianity, one foot in the world's view of Christianity. And hopefully, if the way I live my life, he walks together, that for his sake, not mine, that by the time he's finished on this planet, he puts both feet in the kingdom of God because he's a good man. He's got a good heart. I hope he's one of God's because I teach that a long time ago, and I know this to be true, that heaven is not for good people and hell is not for bad people. 
It's not. You're gonna, there's going to be a lot of good people in hell, and there's going to be a lot of bad people in heaven. It's just reality. I didn't pick it. I didn't decide it. I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm telling you factual. See, heaven is for redeemed people, and hell is for people who didn't need redemption. They got this one. I got it, God. I'm good. I'm my own God. I have my own set of standards. I'll live my life the way I want. I'm going to make God in my image. See, that's what people have done. Instead, Genesis 1.26, it says, let us make man in our image under our likeness. God saying, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is saying uh, in the conversation that we're going to put man in the God class. But you know what man attempts to do is put God in the man class. We make God to our likings, and that's because you're off your values. You're not principle-centered. Your values are your values, but your values, if you call yourself a Christian, like what Ralph Warnock does, and I could call myself a glazed donut just because I hang out at Krispy Kreme doesn't make me one. I could call myself Big Mac because I hang out at McDonald's all day long, seven days a week. That doesn't make me one. Just because you hang out in a place doesn't make you a person. It just makes you a person who has nowhere else to be. That's all it does. And so you got to have principles. Thomas Jefferson had found this 10 rules of life simple. Number one, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Why? Because we are creatures of procrastination. Get it done. I do my, this with my wife a lot. Don't put on a to-do list because you never get to your to-do list. Just do it. Number two, never trouble another for what you can do for yourself. Just do it yourself. Why are you bothering other people? If you can do it unless you're teaching someone, unless you're growing somebody, unless you're mentoring somebody, Never trouble another for what you can do for yourself. Number three, never spend your money before you have it. Ouch. Boy, if I just lived that one right now, I'd be a wealthy man. I wouldn't be in the mess I'm in. That's why I keep asking for donations. Because I'm helping people in Uganda. We just bought property. I'm helping people in India. I'm helping people in Gambia. I'm helping people in Tampa. I'm helping people all over the world in China and Russia and Mexico. And when I get money, I'm a conduit. I send it out to people in need because so many people are in need. But if I listen to Thomas Jefferson's great role, Never spend your money before you have it. Great rule. Number four, never buy what you do not want because it's cheap. Isn't that great? And I've done that one too. I bought things that I might want later because they're really cheap. And a lot of times I waste them. Not all the time. It will never be dear to you. Pass. This is why you don't do it. It'll never be dear to you. So cool. Number five, pride costs us more than hunger, thirst, and cold. God even says that pride comes before a fall. The sin of uh, Israel is pride. The sin of America is pride. The sin of, sin of Sodom and Gomorrah is pride. Yeah, homosexual, all that other stuff. Yeah, that's that's right up there. But look at it. It was actually pride, not needing God. We're doing good. Just America's thing. Number six, never repent of having eaten too little. That's so cool. Don't be sorry that you didn't eat enough. Man, I missed dinner. I can't believe it. That's okay. I need to miss a few meals. I don't know about you. And uh, how many of our brothers and sisters around the world... Uh, they get as many meals as we miss, right? You got my point? Nothing is troublesome that we do willingly. See, when you have a good heart and you put your heart, body, and soul to it's not a burden. You're doing it willfully. Number eight, don't let the evils which have never happened cost you pain. So cool. Talk about worry, right? Jesus spent a huge section of the Sermon on the Mount about do not worry, right? Uh, what is it, Matthew 6, I think it is, right? Paying interest on debt you might not owe. That's what worry is. Nothing is trouble. I'm sorry. Don't let the evils which you have never done cost you pain. Number nine, always take things by their smooth handle. That's so cool. Keeps you from getting stuck. Just think ahead. Open your eyes. Have vision. And number 10, when angry, count to 10 before you speak. A very angry count to 100. Pause. Emotional intelligence. 
You got to have principles. Why? Because people are watching you. See, remember a picture's worth a thousand words? And I used to think people were looking for reasons why, but they're looking for reasons why not. I told you the, the people I called up, a friend of mine has paid for people to go, and I'm working to get them on the whole, the, the class is paid for their hotel meals, everything's paid for, they don't got to do anything but talk to me on the phone. And a lot of them make every excuse they can not to talk to me because they don't want to go. Why? Because people are looking for all the reasons why not. What I learned a long time ago, you can just find one reason why. And let me tell you one reason why, because people are watching. People need an example. Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He said, listen, I'm your example. What you see me do, you do. But the problem is very few follow after Jesus anymore. So what are their standards? Their standards are people of the world. Their standards are people like this one. I just saw this Washington Times. Twitter lawyer who blocked Hunter Biden laptop story helped ignite Trump-Russia probe. A top Twitter attorney who supported censoring the bombshell story about the incriminating context of Hunter Biden's laptop to secure the election of Joe Biden was also the person who then uh, got the FBI involved in the debunked claims that President Trump colluded with Russia. James Banker, who served as Twitter's deputy general counsel and vice president beginning in June 2020, spent four years prior to that as a top lawyer for the FBI. It was in that post in 2016 that he linked up his friend, lawyer, and Democratic operative Michael Sussman with top FBI investigators. Mr. Sussman passed along claims that the Republican candidate was in contact with a Russian bank, which was all lie, and he never told him he was working with the Democratic Party, and that destroyed Donald Trump. And they effectively borked Trump. Now you're so afraid of the boogeyman called Trump that you will vote for people that are destroying your country because at least it's not Trump. And it worked effectively. You rewarded these people who are destroying our country, who are turning our kids into pedophiles, who are turning our kids into confused little genetic experiments. You'd rather vote for that so you can get your abortions and not be afraid of losing democracy. I hope it works for you. I'm not going to be here much longer. So, See, this is why you got to have principles, because people are watching and people need hope. One of my favorite sayings, I don't know who wrote it, it's no credited. But it says, children learn from what they see. Why? Because a picture's worth a thousand words. What you're doing speaks so loudly that people don't need to listen to the sermon you're preaching. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator, and I immediately wanted to paint another one. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat, and I learned that it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me, and I learned that the little things can be the special things in life. I heard you say a prayer, and I knew that there is a God, and I could always talk to him, and I learned to trust in him. I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick, and I learned that we all have to help take care of each other. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you give of your time and money to help people who had nothing, and I learned that those who have something should always give to those who have nothing. I saw you take care of our host, our house and our home and everyone in it. And I learned that we have to take care of what we are given and be good stewards. I saw how you handled your responsibilities even when you didn't feel good. And I learned that I would have to be responsible when I grow up. I saw tears come from your eyes and I learned that sometimes things hurt and it's okay to cry. I saw that you cared and I wanted to be everything that I could be because of you. I learned most of life's lessons that I need to know to be a good, productive child of God when I grow up. I looked at you and wanted to say thank you 
for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. See, hope is one of those theological values. This means that continuing looking forward to the eternal world is not a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is, but we're here to make a difference. In order to make that difference, you've got to know what your founding principles are. Who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? And then you'll figure out what to do. After the break, let's cover that. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, just like your life. Like it matters. You were given a life. Why? God is purposive. 
God has a reason for everything, multiple reasons. You know, we call him omniscient, omnipresent, right, omnipotent, right? That's, he, we serve omni-God. God is all-present. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. That's what it means, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. But I, might I suggest that he's omnipurposive as well, that he has many layers. That's why reading the Bible over and over is so cool. I've read it for decades, and there's sometimes I read and I see one word. It could be two letters, three letters. That all of a sudden I never understood, I never heard, and it changed everything. Everything. See, that's what having principles is. You've got to have principles for, for a human being. It's a mission statement. I'll share my mission statement. Every chance I get, I share it. This is what I help people do. Here's my mission. This is my creed. Scott V. Black. I am committed to dying daily to myself and my desires. I'm a conduit of the Holy Spirit. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I am the hands and feet of my Lord Jesus Christ, and daily I put on his heart and his mind. I am living the method, see a need, meet a need. My mantra is to fulfill all the divine appointments that God has planned in advance for me, and to live my life for my Lord and for others, being the best father, husband, leader, human, and child of God that I'm created to be. I commit to do all these things daily until I can hear the words from the Bema Seed of my Christ, well done, my good and faithful servant. I am committed to do this with passion, heart, body, and soul to the glory of Yahweh. See, it's a creed. Just like in the early church, we had things called like the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed. It's like a mission statement. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. That's a little iffy for me. Uh, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And then you have the Nicene Creed. I'm not going to read through that, but it's a little more detailed. Basically the same stuff. And I shared with you before Thomas Jefferson's 10 principles, right? 10 rules to life. Benjamin Franklin had 13 life-changing principles. How do you decide what's important to you on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you decide what principles to stand by and what moral code to uphold? Today, we are constantly bombarded by news and social media messages from all around the world. The 24-hour news cycle has changed the way we absorb information. It has shifted the way we identify reliable content. In fact, it has even changed the way that we think about what is important and how we envision success. So if you're like me, you find it difficult to cut through the noise and develop a clear understanding of what is truly important to you, the challenge of cutting through the noise has led me to go back and explore writings of some of great thinkers, professionals. And the Founding Fathers are a great group of people. Study what happened to, I think, the 53 of them. They gave it all. And today, these people are insulted or ridiculed. Their, their statues are torn down. And the people tearing them down are not worthy to untie their shoes, to dust the shoes off their, uh, to get the dust off their shoes. Here's what Benjamin Franklin said. 13 principles he believed led to his success. Temperance. Eat not to dullness, drink not to elevation. Temperance is not a trait that comes easily in many people. It is a terrible one for me up until now. Number two, silence. Speak not what may benefit others or yourself and speak not what may benefit others or yourself and avoid trifling conversations. 
We live in an age of connectivity and always on engagement. I do small talk terribly. I am not a good small talker. I am not a snorkel. I'm a scuba diver. Number three says order. Let all your things have their place. We serve a God of order. Order. Matter of fact, it says with more information comes a greater need for order. Resolution. Resolve to perform what you ought. Perform without fail what you resolve. Goal setting is the top priority. Number five, frugality. Frugality. Make no expense but to do good to others or yourself. Isn't that great? He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else, he said. So good. Number six, industry. Lose no time. Always be employed in something useful and cut off all unnecessary actions. Great. These are great principles. Number seven, sincerity. Use no hurtful deceit. Oh, half the people in this world couldn't live today if they live by this. Use no hurtful deceit. We have an entire government built on hurtful deceit. We have a January 6th commission built on hurtful deceit. We have elections now built on hurtful deceit. We're getting ready to elect some guy in Georgia who's an apostate, and he's going to be elected as a Christian. Stunning. Use no hurtful deceit. Think innocently and justly, and if you speak, speak accordingly. Number eight, justice. Wrong none by doing injuries or omitting the benefits that are of your duty. That's so cool. Moderation. Avoid extremes. Ouch. Forbear resenting injuries so much you think they deserve. Wow. In other words, get rid of your pound of flesh or wreck or wrong. Some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75, Benjamin Franklin. I used to say many people died 1984, 1996, 2002, but buried sometime later. That's the same thing. Some people die at 25 but aren't buried until 75. Cleanliness. Tolerate no uncleanliness in body, clothes, and habitation. That is huge. We're on that kick right now. 11. Tranquility. Be not disturbed at trifles or at accidents common or unavoidable. Have peace. Number 12, listen to this, people. This is the, all, all seem, we, we seem to care about today is everybody gets their abortions. Uh, all we, all this whole thing, the whole election now, it has nothing to do with the economy, has nothing to do with our kids, has to do with basically uh, con- inconsequential sex. And number 12 from his chastity, rarely use venery sex, but for health or offspring, never to dullness, weakness, or the injury of your own or another's peace or reputation. Wow, so powerful. Humility. He says, imitate Jesus and Socrates. Again, while this may seem rather dated, there is much to be said for emulating lives of those who have lived simple and influential lives. You got to have principles, ladies and gentlemen. You got to know who you are. When you know who you are, what to do is a lot simpler. You got to get this. You got to know who you are and why you're here. Not just for the sake of knowing it, because it drives you. And so I want you to consider George Washington had rules and civility of decent behavior. By age 16, George Washington had copied out by hand 110 rules of civility and decent behavior in company and conversation. They are based on a set of rules composed by French Jesuits in 1595. Presumably, they were copied as part of an exercise in penmanship assigned by young Washington schoolmaster. The first English translation of the French rules appeared in 1640 and are ascribed to Francis Hawkins, the 12-year-old son of a doctor. He memorized these, 101 of them. Every action done in company ought to be with some sign of respect to those that are present. When the company put not your hands to any part of your body, not usually discovered. Number three, show nothing to your friend that might have frightened him. Number four, it goes to talking with your, uh, chewing with your mouth closed, 
to not eating too much, not drink before someone else drank, not sit down before other people. To If someone of higher value comes in, you uh, back up, let them come. I mean, incredible. 101 of them. That just shows you how important all this is. That just shows you the criticalness. See, I want to give you hope because this is from C.S. Lewis out of Mere Christianity. He says, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who died the most for the present world were just those who thought the most of the next. He says, the apostles themselves who set on foot the conversion of the Roman Empire, the great men who built up the Middle Ages, the English evangelicals who abolished the slave trade, all left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. Think about that. It is since Christians have ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. Aim at heaven, you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. Second Peter 3, starting 8. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in the lives of holiness and godliness? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the question today. What sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? What you're doing speaks so loudly that people don't need to listen to the sermon you're preaching. In this holiday season, it is greater to give than to receive. And one of the greatest things you can give is a picture because a picture is worth a thousand words. Give a people a picture of someone living with principles, someone living with a standard, someone that is in this world but not of this world. Be that chocolate chip in your chocolate chip cookie. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Ringing liberal. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.